Now streaming on Redbox On Demand, Josh Lucas stars in the heart-pounding action thriller, The Black Demon. An idyllic family vacation turns into a fight for survival when they encounter a ferocious megalodon shark that will stop at nothing to protect its territory. Stream The Black Demon instantly on Redbox today for the ultimate battle between humans and nature. Rated R from Paramount Pictures. Welcome, everyone, to Terror Talk. This is Shannon. What's up? How you doing? I'm doing okay. Cool, man. Ready for some horror facts at some point? Uh, I'm always ready for the horror facts. I am. I'm good with the horror facts. You wanted to mention a thingamabob. It's right before Father's Day, so I'm going to get into some Father's Day horror discussion, but mention your doodad. Some some people might be excited for this. I have mixed feelings, but Jason Blum is back at it again, and folks, there's going to be a Purge 6. Okay? So we know that the last one came out in 2021, and it made about $78 globally. But it was actually the smallest draw of the entire franchise. So I'm not really sure yeah. where we're purging now and why. <laughs> what, are, what, what, what have we not purged? I know that the script is done. It's in pre-production. Some people really love these movies. I liked the first one. And then from there, what was the one? Was it two or three where it was like an Independence Day one? And it was just... I, I don't know. I have a hard time with these. Like I understand the... I think the concept of the first one was really good. Yeah, I mean, I think most people would agree the first one was a good movie. We're on six. Yeah. I mean, I imagine there are people that love this franchise, but I have honestly never really gotten into it. It literally says, they say this, and we'll we'll move on. Mm. There are an infinite amount of stories. Oh. So the purge, I think, could continue. Okay. I mean, James has said, this is the last movie, referring to forever, but I'm going to try and twist his arm and talk him to one more after this, okay. meaning this new one. I think this could go on for a long time. I, Kathy, certainly hope not. <laughs> there are a lot more movies that you could get out of The Purge. Are there? Are there, though? Okay. <laughs> I mean, hey, you guys fight with us. I would love to know what you love about that franchise, because I don't. I don't see it personally, but neither you know, do I. Hey, I'm I'm willing to have I'm willing to be have my mind changed. So there you go. I wanted to talk. It's Father's Day here, very shortly here in the U.S., and I wanted to talk about uh, this weekend's Father's Day horror movies and what you might choose to watch in honor of your father. Father's Day horror again. So I have some lists here and. You let me know what you think. So one of them is Creepshow 1982, because, mm-hmm. you know, it's an anthology series, yes. as we know. But the first story is Stephen King, uh, is written by Stephen King, and it's actually called Father's Day. So oh. a woman who's taking care of her abusive elderly father kills him in a fit of rage while shouting, Happy Father's Day. So there's that one, <laughs> if you'd like to. I mean, they're horror movies, so this is what we're doing. Amityville Horror 1979. Okay. Right. Yeah. James I could Brolin, see that. I could Margot see that. Kidder. So there's that one. Pet Cemetery, 1989. Father lost yeah. his young son in a tragic accident. I can see that. You know, ancient burial grounds. <laughs> all that, all the things. 
zombie stepfathers and Ooh, zombie children and that's whatever. That's true. So uh, here's another one. Eyes Without a Face. Oh. 1960. That's an OG. Her father's an evil doctor who's trying to fix her face. So there's that. The Night of the Hunter from 1955, which is, for those of you who might not go that back that far, Robert Mitchum stars as an evil minister and grifter that will stop at nothing to find the money that was stolen by his cellmate. He figures out where the man's family lives and romances the woman into marrying him so that he can get closer to the family and steal the money. I've heard of that film. I've never seen it. Nor I. But hey, sounds like old good old Bob is playing a, a devil there. The People Under the Stairs, 1991. Daddy and Mommy live in a very large mansion while their tenants live in slums. After Daddy and Mommy try to evict families from their slum buildings, some of the tenants try to break into the mansion to steal gold hidden in the walls. Wait, which one's that? The People Under the Stairs. Oh, People Under the Stairs, Mm -hmm. yeah. Jordan Peele's redoing that. I really like that movie anyway. It is good. Wouldn't necessarily have thought of it as a Father's Day movie, but hey, we're trying to think outside the box. <laughs> that's, why, that's why I asked. I'm like, really? Trying to think outside the box because, okay. of course, there is a daddy and a mommy, so I guess that's what they're going for. I don't know. The Woman from 2011. Chris seems like the perfect father and businessman in the outside world, but his family know all his terrible secrets. He finds and terrorizes a wild woman by locking her up in a shed. I haven't seen this movie. He then teaches his son all his evil ways by encouraging him to follow in his footsteps. Then the stepfather, which I think. There you go. That's the one. Yeah, Mm -hmm. we're getting to the cream here. 1987. Terry O'Quinn, we've kind of watched this in the last couple of years, I think, together, is deliciously evil as the stepfather. He marries a widow, a widower, but her daughter is very suspicious of her new dad. She looks into his past and finds some troubling secrets, and the sequels are worth checking out as well, FYI, if you're not familiar with that. Can I real quickly say something? If you haven't seen The Woman, I actually really recommend it. It is weird. Yeah. But it is it's really off the wall. Um, but I do remember it seeing it. It sounded this. good. Yeah, it's good. I liked it. So we could also do The Shining. We could. As a Father's Day watch. That's fair. 1980. You know, all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. So. Yeah. He's a psycho father. That's for sure. And then uh, Frailty from 2001, oh, yeah. which is a movie that I think we both like. Bill Paxton, Matthew McConaughey. That's a good one. I think that's a good one as well. Mm-hmm. I'm going to mention some other ones maybe later in the show, but yeah. So there you go. I think it might be time okay. for a little something we like to call. Uh-huh. Or a fax with Kath. Sweet. Number one. Got it. Number one. I'm ready. I got my Number pen. one. I usually go in order. Number one. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> Who was known as the original horror makeup master and for what film? Mm. Okay. Number two. Stephen Egger, in his book, Murder Among Us, notes that Serial murders are frequently found to have an unusual or unnatural relationship with whom? (laughs) Okay. Number three. In the Middle Ages, if someone was hanged for a crime, their body might have been left on the gallows for how long? Okay. 
Number four. The biggest plant puppet in Little Shop of Horrors had, had to be operated by how many technicians? <laughs> okay. And then number five, the man who wrote Michael Jackson's thrill, thriller originally wanted blank to record the spoken word segment that was ultimately delivered by Vincent Price. Okay. All righty then. That sounds interesting. And also, it's like, I always think, is that a horror fact? And then I'm like, okay, so the answer will be horrifying. I'll just go with horrifying. Yeah, whatever. Horror-related, horrifying. Something, something, something. I saw the movie Influencer. So did I. Yay! Let's talk about it. Let's chant about it. Okay. 2023 it's Mm -hmm. called influencer it's a horror mystery thriller it's 92 minutes long influencer tells the story of madison a popular social media influencer who's having a lonely and uneventful trip to thailand despite what she tells her followers on instagram while reflecting on her boyfriend canceling the trip she meets cw a fearless an enigmatic traveler who offers to take her to some of the most Instagram-worthy locations. Seems innocent enough. Together, they share authentic meals and drinks with locals discussing the differences between Madison's online presence and CW's lack of one, because <laughs> they're, not, they're not on social media. After showing Madison all of the amazing sites, things take a different turn when CW brings her to a surprise location, a deserted island that's off the grid. And the hilarity ensues, <laughs> or not. What did you think of this movie? I enjoyed this movie quite a bit. So I'll tell you what. I started it, and I thought I was going to hate it. Mm-hmm. And then as it continued, I was shocked by, really, how good it was and how freaky it was. Yes. It, it's. Uh, I waited to watch it, like didn't watch it immediately when it first dropped to Shudder. I think it was Shudder, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I thought, okay. Want more of more of this. That's what I thought. Yes. And so this is why we give movies a chance, right. even though eventually I try to watch a lot of the things because I'm like, all right, so maybe it'll prove me wrong. And then this one did for sure. Yeah. And it sounds like it did for you too. And I know it got good critical reviews. I did start to see that people were saying it was good. You know, okay. there was, a, there was a, like a little bit of a, a buzz about how it was better than you'd think type of thing. And I'm like, all right, this is good. And I thought it was really smartly done. I thought it was creepy. And there were some definitely moments where you think, oh God, I hope that never happens to me. Or, oh God, I I would never be in that situation, you know, Mm -hmm. which is always good in a horror movie because you just, your own narcissism (laughs) about having, oh, I just wouldn't have done that. I wouldn't do that. Yeah, Yeah. I wouldn't do this. But but so that's part of the fear that builds within you, which I think was really effective with. I thought the performances were good. Yes. You know, it was not predictable. I really liked how they uh, nailed the ending. I thought they really nailed the ending. So... I agree with all that. Uh, I also think that it, I mean, this is obvious by what the movie's about, but how terrifying and how easy it is to steal somebody's identity. Oh, yeah. Um, And just all of uh, how long 
that can go on, you know, where people can now just cut and paste things and literally create sites. And although we've been able to do that for a period of time, it's becoming more and more sophisticated. And so I don't think that there was any part of this movie. I mean, yes, there's always going to be like exaggerations to an extent, but I do believe in some ways it was very believable. Absolutely. I, I think it was super solid. I definitely enjoyed it. I would put it on, you know, if we ever did a list of like, uh, internet or social media horror, which I know is a thing now, like the social media horror, we could probably do an episode on that and just talk about like our favorites or our not favorites type of thing. I would, this one would definitely be on my list of like favorites so far. And she was a good psychopath. Yeah, no, I thought she was great. Yeah. I I love to hate her. (laughs) Yeah. She was great. So, um, I also watched a movie from 2022 called the visitor. Okay. After a series of tragedies, Robert moves with his wife back to their childhood home, or her childhood home, excuse me. After he discovers an old portrait of a man who looks like him, he goes down a rabbit hole to discover the identity of this mysterious doppelganger. Okay. um, There are parts of this movie that have, there's some really good creep factor factors in this movie. Unfortunately for me, I feel like it's been done before. It, it, first of all, it's a slow burn. It's a supernatural horror. But it felt to me like a reversed Rosemary's Baby, where okay. he was the one that was being gaslit, and there sure. were things going on incestuously within the mm-hmm. family. And you you don't dislike him. That's one thing about the movie that I liked, is that in Rosemary's Baby, she's really not very likable, in my opinion. He was, but it was the the rest of the movie that felt like, I don't know, it had been done and there wasn't anything super unique about it. And I was, it was missing something for me. The performances were good, but I don't know, something was just missing from it for yeah, me. Yeah, maybe it was just, uh, you've seen it before, you know. I maybe guess so, just wasn't, yeah. Didn't, or maybe you didn't care about the character, I don't know. I think the characters too were, uh, I think the actors were, were good, but okay. the characters were very tropey. And so that's maybe where it feels like, okay, I've seen this sure. in another way because um, the concept of it and what they were trying to do with it was actually kind of cool with the photo, with the, it almost had like a Dorian Gray kind of thing to okay. it, but then it just didn't, it just landed kind of flat for me. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. That makes sense. And I'm sorry for it. I'm sorry for you that you had that experience. Okay. <laughs> okay. I watched the movie, The Mother. Oh. With uh, Jennifer Lopez. Two hours on Netflix, and you guys have probably been seeing all the ads, and uh, you may question why I clicked play. I like action movies. I like thriller movies, so this isn't a horror movie, although there are moments, of course, where bad things happen. Lots of bad things happen, in fact. It's called The Mother, Jennifer Lopez. While fleeing from dangerous assailants, an assassin comes out of hiding to protect the daughter she left earlier in life. Now, we've seen this before even with women, even recently with strong actors and mm-hmm. lead. So here's the thing though, is on that day, it was exactly what I wanted. So okay. maybe that's why I got drawn to it. There right. Is cause I'm like, Oh, this is what I want to push play on today because it was one of those things where it's like, I'd like some action. I'd like some thrills. I like Jennifer Lopez in general. I like her as an actor. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, let's see what we got going on here. And so in that way, it was exactly what I wanted. Will I ever throw it on again? Probably not, because it was very predictable. 
a lot of cliched action stuff. There wasn't anything necessarily that you haven't ever seen before in a hundred other action movies, but also that means it's in line with the genre. So it's one of those ones where it's like, it's not blowing you out of the water because it's doing something new or interesting, which of course, as we know, is kind of rare in any Mm -hmm. cliched genre. Mm -hmm. It's just like when we talk about horror movies and it's like, no, this is a solid flick. Like there was nothing particularly twisty or, you know, everything was kind of predictable, but I liked her performance. The, the, she's the mother. So there's a kid, of course, and the, the performances were good all the way around and it kept my attention for the two hours. Of course I paused and all that. That's what we do with streaming. I didn't watch it straight through, but again, it was exactly what I wanted. Nothing threw me. I didn't get sad. (laughs) There was no emotional (laughs) freaking out of a movie that I did, didn't expect type of thing. So in that way, I really enjoyed it. I always yep. love when there's like a little pleasant surprise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm like, hey, and maybe my expectations were pretty low too, but I also like the trope of like a badass middle-aged lady who's a, who was a spy coming out of hiding and kicking serious ass. Like, yeah. I like that trope. Yes. And so, yay. Yeah. <laughs> It's a shift in how we usually see mothers in horror too, right? You bet. You bet. No. And she is definitely that different kind of mother. In other words, she's enough. She didn't want to have anything to do with this kid. It wasn't that kind of a situation. She was a spy when she had the kid. So the kid was raised elsewhere for safety purposes Mm -hmm. She didn't want to ever have anything to do with it. And then, of course, circumstances make it so that she has to involve herself. Yeah. And then she's got this very blunted sort of, I have to be a psychopath to do my job kind of thing. And then you see her arc, of course, have an emotion later. But but so like the badassery that we would all love to have in our life and not have emotions about things, that's always kind of fun to live in for a little while because it's just not real. That's right. (laughs) Okay. Let me talk a little bit more about some Father's Day stuff just to get you guys, I don't know, suggestions for Father's Day. So this is a list that I'm looking at on Bloody Disgusting of celebrating Father's Day with the best and worst dads in horror history. Oh, nice. So maybe you'll remember or know some of these, but some of the worst they have on this list is a gentleman named Don from 28 Weeks Later. Okay. He demonstrates what kind of father he is before his kids even enter the film when a group of survivors hold up in a rural cottage let in a boy being pursued by infected. He pleads with his wife to abandon the boy and make a getaway. (laughs) So, you know, he's a good guy. Yeah. And then uh, again, part of the worst daddies is daddy from the people under the stairs, which we were mentioning earlier. So anyone who prefers to go by the name daddy is one you should probably give a wide berth in the hallway, right? Yes. <laughs> in West Craven's The People Under the Stairs, daddy, played by Everett McGill, is one half of an incestuous brother and sister duo that have very high standards for their children. Mommy and daddy have a tendency to raise a child up until the point where they deem the child too flawed to continue, cut out their offensive body parts, and then dump them in the basement where the child then has to resort to cannibalism to survive. So they're both pretty unhinged, but daddy is far crazier and a bit more dangerous. So, you know, if you're looking for that sort of shadow work in your watches for for, or over Father's Day, and then... The stepfather. Yeah, that one still, that one always freaked me out. 
Yeah. He was, I, I didn't like the remake. I thought it was dumb. Okay. But the, the, the original, OG. the OG 1987, uh-huh. that one's creepy to me. Yeah, I mean, unlike Daddy, this guy doesn't just, like, settle for dumping the kids in the basement when they fall out of line. He looks for vulnerable single mothers, woos them, and assimilates himself into their makeshift family. And when that doesn't work out, he slaughters them. So. Okay. You know, happy Father's Day. Another one is the guy from The Woman. Which you were just talking about. Yeah, I was trying to remember... So let me jog your memory. So Mm -hmm. Chris Cleek, played by Sean Bridgers, a lawyer that initially comes across as charming and put together, captures the woman and brings her back to his home so his family can attempt to, quote unquote, civilize her. That's right. It reveals just how dysfunctional his family is thanks to his ruthless sadism winning Mm. his son is following in his footsteps of course observing dad rape the woman and knock mom unconscious when she threatens to leave verbally and physically abusive to the older daughter it becomes painfully clear that there are not a single redeeming quality about this father and then of course jack torrance from the shining yeah is another not so great father no he is not no he is not so some of the best fathers let's look at this Lieutenant Donald Thompson in a Nightmare on Elm Street series. Good daddy. Daddy trying to protect Nancy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And uh, Captain Spaulding from The Devil's Rejects. Also very Trying to protect his daughter. Exactly. Might be a homicidal maniac, but Jesse Hellman from The Devil's Candy. Jesse is instantly relatable as the dad struggling to provide for his family. A painter often forced to paint art that goes against the grain of his personality for the sake of buying his wife and teen daughter a house. And as we know, his strong bond with his daughter over music demonstrates a depth of love for his daughter. So what makes him one of the finest horror fathers, though, is that his love for his for her overrides everything. They always gotcha. try to make like the sacrificial father as the best kind of father. And then yeah. the last house on the left. Oh, God. John Collingwood. This is the 2009 version, though, is what this article is talking about. They changed this key detail from the 1972 original that Wes Craven did. The Collingwood's daughter, Mari, survives her harrowing encounter with Krug and his gang. It heightens the stakes in that her injuries mean a race against the clock. And so under the shock and realization of what Mari's endured... He's forced to give her an emergency tracheotomy using household items. This is the dad, of course. He Uh also knows he needs to get the key to the boat to get (sighs) her to the hospital. There's Uh all this like ticking clock stuff, right, because of her injuries. And with fierce determination, and I imagine rage, John gets the key by any means necessary. And so there's that. I mean, there's a lot of death along the way. A lot of death and just really disturbing shit. Right. And there's also a dad in uh, Train to Busan, um, Seok Woo, who would make the best fathers in horror list. And if you haven't seen that movie, I recommend it. We've talked about it multiple times. It's a good one. Cool. But, you know, it's a it's kind of the rare horror film that will pull on your heartstrings okay. and kind of rip them out. Is this? There's a daddy-daughter relationship in this movie that's really... It's kind of like that. If you get connected to any of the characters, you're going to get connected to them, basically. Sure. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. Wanted to share that and be on task. Talking about Father's daddies. Day. Yeah. Happy Father's Day. Depending on what you decide to watch, I hope you guys enjoy it. We're going to do some answers to a little thing we like to call 
like the utter- utterances version yeah <laughs> the, the barely trying <laughs> yeah the oh i forgot i was gonna have to do this again version <laughs> yes all right mm-hmm. who was known as the original horror makeup master and for what film thomas avini <laughs> i don't know it's gonna be a lot older than yeah, that because it's, it's gonna be like dracula it's Franken's. dracula okay dracula. so you got the movie right nice his name's jack pierce oh okay cool yeah. ah, half a good, point good documentaries <laughs> on like if you ever watch any documentaries on karloff or lugosi jack pierce usually pops up yeah, yeah. and i have i just yeah um let's see number two Stephen egger in his book murder among us notes that serial murderers are frequently found to have an unusual or unnatural relationship with whom their mother correct number three in the middle ages if someone who uh someone was hanged for a crime their body might have been left on the gallows for how long Until the animals ate it? I don't know. Up to a few years. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. The animals would have long, long eaten it by then. Like as an example, I guess. Ooh, uh. I guess so. Number four, the biggest plant puppet in Little Shop of Horrors <laughs> had to be operated by how many technicians? Maurice. Five. Sixty. Oh. that crazy? And then number five, the man who wrote Michael Jackson's thriller originally wanted blank to record the spoken word segment that was ultimately delivered by Vincent Price. This is a fun one. Yeah, I have no idea, but I, I this is the one I'm most interested in the answer. Elvira. Oh, nice. Wouldn't that have been cool? I mean, I, we love Vincent Price in that, but. Yeah, whatever, that but been she just, was hot at the time. Oh, yeah. So that would have made sense, too. Cassandra. Oh, yeah. Love her. Yeah. That's amazing. Thank you so much for that. You're very welcome. This has been an episode of Terror Talk. My name is Shannon. And I'm Kathy. Sleep safe, everyone.